No, he just wants certain people who he wants to influence to believe that he can tell them what he thinks they want to hear. It's a little mm. convoluted, but that's how we got where we are, brother. Anderson, always good to see you. I am Chris Cuomo. Welcome to Primetime. Look, you want the truth. Here's the truth. We got a long way to go with this pandemic. It's not going to be over soon. Our fall is going to be screwed up, and there is fault in that. We made ourselves sick. It is our denial. It is our division. Wear a mask. No. Cases and deaths skyrocket. Take the vaccine. Waves of people do. The virus abates, but then rebounds. Why? Because there was a population that refused to get it. Variants came as predicted. Cases go again. Up, up, up. Forcing what? What they're telling us now. Now, it's a different form of the virus. Things changed. It's how science works, right? Facts, analysis, knowledge. Now you got to mask up. So the same people who refused the vaccine and refused the mask before it are now refusing the mask again. Now, here's where I'm about to qualify my statement, because I know I know what you're doing right now. I know you're rolling your heads. What are you talking to me for? I know there is a new we. They are the vaccinated. And this pandemic has become about the vaccinated and the vacuous. And now, more specifically, here's where we are. How much more are the vaccinated going to take from the vacuous and their enablers? I know that you within that group, the vaccinated, are a majority. And unlike what we've been dealing with, The rest of the time in our political poison environment, you're different races, places, right, left, but overall reasonable, reasonable enough to respect the guidance, respect the science, reasonable enough to see bravery in protecting your families and others. And yet 60,000 plus cases a day when so many of you have been doing what you are asked to do, even though it's not easy. A variant strain so contagious, the CDC says even the vaccinated can spread it. Why? Because the virus changed, not the science. The science reflects the facts. This variant is different than the one we had because it has been allowed to replicate at a rate and in a way that it has gotten more resistant to being killed off. The vaccinated didn't cause this. And they may have to mask up, but they will have to live with the pandemic and all the problems for work and family, largely because of shortcomings you had nothing to do with. Now, those causing the problems say they are confused by the guidance. Really? The guidance is and was simple. Listen to Dr. Fauci from here just last night. We're not changing the science. You know what changed, Chris? The virus changed. And the science evolved with the changing virus. I know people in the media are talking down to you if you didn't get vaccinated. That's not me. But I don't believe that you're confused. I believe you're being baited by your enablers to see it as confusing as a way of rationalizing your resistance. But you know you got it. Get the vaccine. And you won't need the masks and we'll stop the virus. Remember, that was Trump's promise. That was the promise of Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, he overhyped it, but the vaccine came. It was his vaccine. And then you didn't take it. 
And when people did take it, what happened? The need for the masks went away. But then those who refused to get the vaccine allowed the virus to spread and change. So now we need masks again. So get vaccinated. Why? If you get vaccinated, we can slow this thing down because it can't replicate the same way. We can contain it. That's it. Is that confusing? But the strong and wrong enabling you would rather state that it's confusing. It doesn't make sense. Kevin McCarthy declaring this CDC decision wasn't based on science, but conjured up by liberal government officials who want to continue to live in a perpetual pandemic state. Why? Why would they want that? It's bad for Biden. Conjured? (laughs) Take a look at the map, my brothers and sisters. Does this look conjured? Hospitalizations up all over. Younger people now getting sick. That familiar refrain, well, it's really just the old people. Not anymore, thanks to you. Do you know why that is? Unvaccinated people and and the people enabling the reticence or outright resistance as if it were some misplaced righteous cause. It's freedom. I'll talk to one of you tonight. We got him on the show. It's freedom not to take the vaccine. You've got the right. But we're learning every day how not right that decision is. It's not confusion. It's a contamination of toxic thought. And now in this era of animus, the kind of talk of McCarthy gets a new response. And here it is. Leader McCarthy, Leader McCarthy says it's against the science. Does that help? No should be the answer. But then you see a Chip Roy of Texas, member of Congress, file a motion to adjourn Congress over the mandate. Listen to this. We have a crisis at our border, and we're playing footsie with mask mandates in the people's house. We have people infected with COVID coming across our southern border into Texas, and you all put masks, masks up front here? Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Do the vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work so they don't work? This institution is a sham, and we should adjourn and shut this place down. Oh, God, give us strength. I mean, could it be any more perfect, I guess, in its perversity? That Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon kook, is the one who stands up. Look, I've had Chip Roy on the show. I'm trying to get him back. He can't believe what just came out of his face. Do the vaccines work or not? The vaccine works, but not as well when you allow the virus time to grow and change, which you did by not pushing people to get vaccinated. And just the illogic of it. So Chip Roy was one of those guys who say, look, man, don't shut us down. Don't shut us down. You know, if you shut us down, it's going to hurt people's lives. It's going to hurt our economy. And that was always true. Nobody wanted to shut down. But now he is insisting with his refusal to make it more likely we'll have to do that again. What illogic. That's confusing. What's confusing is choosing to see unvaccinated people as a problem, but only if they enter the country illegally. You saw him throw it in there, right? Because he's from Texas. Why? Because it's a boogeyman. It is not true that migrants who cross the border from Mexico are not tested. They are. Oh, I heard there's been a surge of cases in the detention centers. There has. Two reasons. One, our immigration system sucks and nobody wants to fix it. The laws aren't right. The resources aren't right. 
the remedies in terms of how we deal with countries of origin is not right. Nobody's fixing it. They just want to complain about it. We were never a wall away. But there's another reason that cases are popping in those detention centers. You know what it is? Because they're popping everywhere, all over the country. So don't look for a scapegoat. Look at yourselves if you're the unvaccinated. And yet there is hope. The vaccinated and their allies are closing ranks. Big companies, Google, Facebook, Netflix, The Washington Post, Lyft. They're requiring employees to be vaccinated in order to return to the office. Do I like that people are being forced? It's irrelevant. I'm not making the policies. Do I think they have the legal ability? Yes. Do I think it needed to come to this? No. I don't think people should be forced to do what's smart. Do we have precedent? Yeah, although this vaccine is different. Biden administration not having this FDA approved. I told you it was a problem. I said it was going to become more of a problem. And now it is going to be more of a problem because you're going to have people forced to take a vaccine that's not FDA approved. You better make the case. Now, but the best case for hope is that maybe this scare, maybe this variant, maybe seeing that we really can go backwards is sinking in. Because despite all the enablers saying, this is confusing, and remember, you're free not to take it, more are joining the ranks of the vaccinated than we've seen in a while. The White House says almost half of uh, almost half a million, so right around 400 and something thousand Americans got their first shot today. It's the high, highest daily pace in almost a month. Good for them. If your doctor says it's okay and you can handle it health-wise, good for you. Now we just need these Trump enablers to stop trying to make America sick again. For more on the way out, let's bring in a better mind, David Leonhardt, senior writer at the New York Times. Good to see you, brother. Thanks for having me on. Did I get anything wrong? No. So when we look uh, at... I mean, look, I think... Go ahead, bud. No, I mean, look, I think there's there's just so much going on at this point, right? There's Some things are clear, um, which is the lack of vaccination among a very large share of Americans, about a third of those who are eligible, is the dominant reason that the pandemic is growing. Hmm. There are also some things we don't understand, right? I mean, you can see in England uh, that with Delta, it surges and then it recedes. So there are aspects of this pandemic that we don't fully understand. But in terms of what the main problem is, it's exactly what you said. It's that a huge portion of Americans are not vaccinated. I take solace, by the way, in that peak diminishing return curve of this variant. It does suggest that if you do the right things, it can be short in duration in terms of how rapidly it spreads. But again, there's a caveat on in there that you have to do the right things. Um, corporate mandates, mandates in general, uh, within government, and now private sector, good, bad, right, wrong. I would say effective. So I would separate a little bit. I mean, I think there are people out there who are saying President Biden needs to enforce a national mandate. I, I think that's wishful thinking. I think it would get tied up in the courts. I think it might be ruled unconstitutional. It's just not something we have any history with in this country. Mm. So I don't think we're going to see a national mandate. Um, but uh, I think corporate mandates are going to have an effect. We know from polls and from experience that there are a significant number of people out there who are skeptical of the vaccine. But if you tell them that you need to get it in order to keep your job, they're going to get it. And so I think corporate mandates can really have a big effect. And the fact that Google and Facebook and Netflix have done this, what this means is that if you're a small company and you want to do it, but you were afraid, 
you're a lot less afraid now because you know, you're not gonna be on CNN as the company that put a mandate in because Google mm. and Netflix and Facebook have all, all already done it. Now let's talk about the Biden administration for a second. Um, as you may be aware, I have been big on the get it approved train. No, I'm not saying to rush the approval, fake the approval, manipulate the approval. But if it's what Tony Fauci says, which is they're basically just dotting the I's and crossing the T's, have more people with pens. Get the work done, because not only do I think that it is a, you know, it is ammunition in terms of why it's not legal to force people to take it, um, but also it it hurts people who have hesitancy that it's not approved. And I think that dovetails with what we're seeing in some gaps from the CDC here about information. Uh, we can show up where the cases are, but show us the breakthrough infection data. Show us that cases uh, have given an opening uh, in places for this about why you need to change guidance. Show data. A am I right or am I looking at it too closely? No, I think you're onto something important here, which is clear communication is a vital public health strategy. And it's not enough. Look, the people who work at the CDC and the FDA and the NIH, where Dr. Fauci works, these are dedicated public servants who are trying to do the right thing. And I want to say that because I'm about to say some things that are more critical. These are dedicated public servants trying to do the right thing. But when they communicate unclearly and then they hide behind, well, that's our process and so we have to do it, but it doesn't make sense to the rest of us, they're not doing their jobs as well as they could. And so the FDA has not maintained a policy of neutrality. The head of the FDA and other senior people at the FDA have come out and said the best thing you can do is get vaccinated. So they're not neutral on this. They're out there advocating. And yet they've fallen short of approving the entire vaccine, which has precisely the problems that you've laid out. It raises some doubts among people who, maybe they're looking for a reason to have doubts, but it raises doubts. And second of all, it makes it harder for some companies and organizations to mandate the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So if the FDA said, look, we just don't know yet, this is a, an emergency product, we are not sure whether it's safe or not, that would be one thing. But instead, their leaders are out there endorsing the vaccine loudly at the same moment that they're not doing the most important thing that would lead people to do exactly what they're telling people to do, which is get vaccinated. And mm. that's just not clear speaking. Mm. Uh, David's also uh, written about uh, the need for uh, clarity with breakthrough data, which is, uh, by the way, I, and I, I apologize, not to David, he knows everything, uh, but to you uh, watching wherever you are, uh, that is a confusing term. We've never used it before and we just threw it into all our conversations in the last week or so. It's an infection that somebody who is fully vaccinated gets. It breaks through the vaccine protection. And that data, they haven't really been on it. Uh, they haven't really been controlling how much of the infections are variants and who gets them and how they need to do better. And the reporting of people like David Leonhardt, specifically him, will help guide the way to accountability. So, David, thank you and come again. Thank you so much, Chris. All right, be well and stay healthy. So... I say the unvaccinated and their enablers. Why? Because a lot of the people on the right who are telling you, you don't need to take it, you know, it's safe, but, 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 but they don't even tell you if they've taken it. And now we know some Republicans in Congress do need to take vaccines more seriously. Like I would argue my next guest. Why? Because he's a doctor. He's respected. He advocated early for COVID and taking it seriously. And I believe he needs to ascend in his party right now. Next.
You notice how many House Republicans are so loud about having to wear a mask? You know, a lot of them are the same people who won't tell you if they've been vaccinated. What do you think that's about? They won't even champion the Trump vaccine? It's up to you and your doctor. Of course it is. But they have no problem speaking up about everything. Why aren't they more full-throated about that? Why this suggestion of resistance? Let's discuss the new rules and the state of play with a House Republican who sits on the Rules Committee and is also a physician. Now, look, last time I had Burgess on, I've had him a couple of times on. Some of you say, why, why? I'll tell you why. Uh, because Burgess is a doctor. I respect him. I respect his service. Uh, he was early on the, uh, on the truth of see COVID for what it is. Uh, he made multiple motions on the basis of it. He made motions to uh, push the FDA for a faster approval process. All right, so don't lump everybody in together, all right? Doctor, thank you for being back on the show. Hey, Chris, you know, I asked myself the same question. Why, why am I back on your show? Uh, but look, it's important to get the, get the message out there. Uh, this is a disease that has evolved significantly. It is a bad disease. The Delta variant is real and it is hurting people. The good news is if you've had either the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine, maybe the J&J plus a booster shot, you are well protected against serious illness and death from the Delta variant. And I think that's the message that people need to hear tonight. Uh, the choice is yours, to be sure. I'm not a fan of mandates. I think mandates drive oppositional behavior. We certainly saw that in Texas when the governor mandated the uh, uh, HPV vaccine, and uh, there was a lot of resistance to it. And to this day, I don't think there's been the uptake that there should have been. But look, educate yourself. And here's the other place where you and I agree. If you haven't had the vaccine yet, go talk to your doctor. The vaccines are available in doctor's offices now. Some of the cold storage requirements have been relaxed, so your doctor can have it on board, have it available. Call first to make sure it's available, or even just go in to schedule the appointment to have the discussion. And then after the discussion, then you can decide whether or not you want to take the vaccine. Um, the private companies uh, can, as a condition of employment, can certainly require the vaccine, and I respect that. I do think it's strange that, uh, and this was uh, testimony last May, that Dr. Fauci at NIH and Dr. Marks at uh, um, Dr. Marks at the FDA and uh, the head of the CDC said only 50 to 60 percent of their employees were vaccinated, and that was late May. So that's that's concerning to me, and I've I've asked questions as to what they've done to follow up on that. I'm not getting any answers. I've had a call into the CDC for over a week to talk about just the very thing you talked about. What is this breakthrough data? What is, uh, are people being tested for some other reason and then found to be positive? Or are they in fact symptomatic, which is what leads them to testing? Mm. At this point, I cannot tell you. I don't know what the answer is there. But I also know this, the Delta variant is bad. It can't, serious complications do seem to be reliably prevented by taking one of the vaccines and following the advice of your doctor. So I think I told you as we ended last time, don't get your healthcare advice from a cable news show, talk to your doctor. Right, but look, at the same time, you know what I said the last time, which is you're an elected representative, you're a physician, uh, you know what you're talking about, we need your voice right now. I'm not telling you to, you know, to, to pretend you're everybody's doctor, um, but, you know, look, when you have someone like Chip Roy stand up, and again, I've had him on the show, he's welcome on the show. Um, he's from your state, he's in Congress, he stands up, he goes, well, what is it? Is it the mask or is it the vaccine? You know that that is an asinine thing to say. You know that yeah. the guidance is simple. I, I, 
Like, and, I didn't hear. I didn't hear. Well, so he stood up and he said, "Well, what he is, is it?" He is, he is correct, and this has concerned me for some time. The spread of of the virus, even before all of this started, the spread of the virus in places like the Lower Rio Grande mm-hmm. Valley, in El Paso, up in West Texas, it has been extremely concerning. And is it, in fact, coming across the border? That, of course, was the concern of the Trump administration. Why they instituted the Title Forty Two restrictions right. but look, I'm and saying, the Remain in Mexico. But policy. look, we know it's a little bit of a, a boogeyman issue. We know there are cases all over the place. It doesn't have to be the migrants. And you know that part of the protocols is that they test, but it's screwed up just like everything else is screwed up in our immigration system that never gets fixed. I don't see that as... I've advocated that we should should provide the vaccines. Now that vaccines are generally available for American citizens in our population, it's time, and you've got the single-shot J&J vaccine, I think that should be administered Look, as uh, upon entry. Fine, but I'm saying you have much bigger problems than people coming through our immigration system. And, and 20,000 people last month. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a big deal in I Texas. understand, but you have, you have a third of the population that hasn't taken the vaccine yet, doctor. All right. Let's. Oh, I let's, don't think that number is correct. Look, and here's really? the thing the, the, on the mask mandate. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why the, don't you think the, that that's no, number's correct? That's the number we're being given by the government. No, look, I I can't argue that point, but I. Well, you just said you don't I believe it. Area, Why? Well, I don't, because in the area that I represent, uh, with the big vaccine hub that they stood up at Texas Motor Speedway, um, and the county folks, FEMA was in there, the National Guard, um, we vaccinated a ton of people in Denton County, Texas, a historically very vaccine-hesitant part of the world. Look, that's I good. I remember I was that, in practice in the 1980s. People didn't take measles that, vaccines. Right, but that, that's, look, that's good. It's empirical, but it doesn't let you understand whether or not the, you know, to question the overall number. Call the CDC, see what their basis for it is. We haven't had the anybody CDC else. The CDC won't talk to me. Well, listen. I'd love to talk to the CDC. Get I'll, them on the phone. Let's I'll, have a discussion. I'll call them right after this, and uh, I'll see what I can do, because I think you should be in the loop on this. But my point about Chip was this, uh, Roy, and I'll speak to him directly if he'll come on the show, especially from your party, because these people listen to you, okay? They listen to you in a way that they won't listen out of the media. They won't listen to people from the Democratic Party, but they'll listen to you. And him saying, well, what is it? Do vaccines work or not? We know they work. The data proves they work. And him suggesting something like that is fueling hesitancy and we don't need it. Will you say on this show that, yes, on the left, but they're already doing it. And on the right, you don't need to balance the suggestion to get the vaccine, go talk to your doctor with. But remember, you don't have to take it. You know, is it time for the people in your party to say, talk to your doctor, get the vaccine if you can? Sure. But look, and I told you at the outset of this, I'm not a big fan of mandates. I do think mandates drive oppositional behavior. I saw that uh, at the ground level when uh, Governor Perry mandated the HPV vaccine for school right. girls but in what Texas. do you do when you have the oppositional behavior already? What are we well, supposed to do right now? Look, and I've told you this before, the area that I represent, and I've long understood this from when I was in practice, there are, uh, there's a segment of the population that just does not is not going to take a vaccine. I can't make them take it. But what I can do is vaccinate myself and my family. And guess what? If they get sick, they're not going to bother me. Mm, well, but we got to take care of them because they're our brothers and sisters. And that's why we got to yeah, find yeah, a better absolutely. way. Absolutely. Congressman uh, Michael Burgess. I hope you don't really regret coming on the show that often. It's important. Uh, just a simple country doctor trying to do the Lord's work. Well, listen, as we all know, what the Lord says is the love of me is the love of truth. So keep telling people what they need to do and don't play into these suggestions of some of the other people in your party. It's not helping. But I appreciate you being here. Thank you. No, don't be divisive. I, I, my advice to you is let's bring people together. Let's not divide them. We've had enough division. 
Hey, doctor, I want nothing more. That's why you're on my show tonight. Be well. All right, good deal. Thank you. All right. It ain't easy doing the right thing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not a praiseworthy job. But you know what? It matters. And I believe in that, okay? Uh, people will listen to him. And they should listen to him. Go talk to your doctor. Don't listen to Chip Roy. Don't listen to Kevin McCarthy. I don't know why the hell that they are suggesting to you that this is suspect and you shouldn't do it. I don't know why. Now, a very notable admission from Congressman Jim Jordan. You know him. Nancy Pelosi wouldn't allow uh, him to be seated on the January 6th Select Committee. Should he now expect a subpoena from the panel? The media loves subpoenas because it's like a gotcha contest. Uh, I don't really see it that way. I see it about what the best avenue is to move the needle on January 6th and the understanding in our society. Congressman Adam Schiff is here to make the case next. We have some new troubling information about January 6th. Let's bring in Congressman Adam Schiff. Good to see you, sir, as always. Uh, Congressman Mo Brooks says he wore body armor uh, to the January 6th rally because he was warned on Monday there might be risks associated with the next few days. Were you aware? Was I aware that he was wearing body armor or was I aware of the risks? Yes. Uh, uh, You know, certainly I think that we had information that... uh, uh, that there was a heightened security environment uh, over the last several months, uh, beginning sometime before the election. But in terms of any uh, expectation of violence on that day, um, I was focused on the arguments on House floor. I had little knowledge of what was going on down the mall until I noticed people starting to look at their phones and watching something. And I asked them, what are you watching? I didn't even think I knew there was going to be that kind of a big rally uh, going on. And I certainly wasn't expecting anything that happened thereafter. Relevance that he did? Well, I think it's very relevant. Uh, What information did he have? What was the source of that information? Um, And, uh, you know, was that information in connection with uh, these white nationalist groups that were coming to that rally? Uh, And if he had advance notice of it, uh, did people in the administration and those who were organizing the rally, uh, what did they know in advance of that? uh, And why did they do something to stop it? Subpoenas for documents uh, routinely would be the first phase, let you develop your understanding and then figure out what testimony you want to access it. Uh, Is a potential exclusion to that sequencing Jim Jordan on the basis of what he had said about speaking to the president on the day of January 6th? I'll play uh, his response for the audience to give context. I spoke with him on January 6th. I mean, I talk with President Trump all the time. On January 6th, did you speak with him before, during, or after the Capitol was attacked? Uh, I'd have to go. I, 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 I spoke with him that day after, I think after. I don't know if I spoke with him in the morning or not. I, mean, I, I just don't know. Uh, I'd have to go back. and. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, the, that when, when those conversations happened. Why would it be worth having Jim Jordan come to testify, knowing the circus of victimization that would ensue? Well, first of all, we haven't made decisions yet on witnesses apart from the hearing that we just had. Uh, And my expectation is we'll develop an investigative plan. Uh, We'll focus on the issues that uh, need to be addressed and the questions that have been raised. Uh, But, you know, Jordan seems to be indicating uh, that he talked with the president that day uh, and if that conversation involved what was happening on that day or it happened on that day, that obviously could be very pertinent to our uh, investigation. 
So I don't want to uh, make any declaratory uh, statements right now. It'll be up for the chairman to make. But uh, certainly um, what you've described in terms of both Jordan um, and uh, uh, my other colleague uh, from Alabama, um, they both uh, seem to be quite pertinent to what we're looking at. Mm. Uh, as you know, I have a rule. I'm not going to push you to speculate on things uh, and get ahead of your own fact pattern and plan. Uh, as you progress, you are always welcome back on this show to make the case for where things stand and why. Congressman Adam Schiff, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. All right. So, look, one of these things I laid out, I know that there's a lot of response to what I said tonight. Look, it is a tale of uh, two societies. You have the vaccinated and you have the vacuous. What do you want me to tell you? I'm not trying to insult them. I want them to get vaccinated if they can, but they're not. And people are enabling them not to. And in this alternate universe, it's the vaccinated that are being given a hard time. You're about to meet the owner of a restaurant in California who wants proof that you haven't gotten a shot in order to be served there and no masks allowed. Why? Next. Okay, you have vaccine resistant, skeptical, hesitant, and then you have just, I'm not taking it. A restaurant owner in California posted signs calling on customers to show proof that they have not gotten the vaccine. He's also banned diners from wearing masks inside and put up this massive billboard that says, leave the mask, take the cannoli. Of course, it has to be an Italian guy and he's using the godfather. Uh, anyway, Tony Roman is the owner of Basilico's Pasta e Vino, and he joins me now from inside his restaurant. Welcome. Man, you said the name perfectly. You said it perfectly. Good job. Now I know you're Italian. It's because I speak the language. Let me guess. You don't. But here's what I'm asking it. you. Tony. I love it. Is this uh, a go. little bit of a joke? Can you, give, can you give me some hope that uh, you really don't want people okay. to not get vaccinated so they can come to your restaurant? That's a good, that's a good question. Uh, you're a smart guy. It's an IQ test. And like I say, say to people when they ask me, if they're so blinded uh, with, you know, with their rage and their hate, I tell them, you know what, if you still don't understand it, uh, maybe we should put up a sign up that says you're too stupid to come into the restaurant. I mean, it's very simple. Just like you said, I think you figured it out. Am I right? I don't even know what you're saying right now. Tell me. We're so what's the deal? Point. I'm saying we're making a point. And so you answered the question. So you haven't been vaccinated. Nobody in your family has been vaccinated. If I answer that, are you, you going to answer that when I want to ask you? Yeah, sure. Ask me whatever you want. Now answer my question. Uh, I'm not vaccinated. Are you? Uh, I am. How about your, your parents, uh, your, your wife, your kids? You were hesitant. No, I got vaccinated. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same. I'm going to ask you the same thing. Is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. Is your, no. Is your family vaccinated? Yes. See what you're not get, what you're not getting. You're, you're you're failing the IQ test. What you're not getting, which I expected. Um, what you're not getting is that uh, this is not this is not an anti-vaccine stand. It's a pro-freedom stand. That's what you're not getting. What is the difference when you are ignoring the science that suggests that if you get vaccinated, you protect yourself, you protect the people around you, and you help us get out of this pandemic a little bit faster? So what's next then? Are we all going to lock ourselves in our homes uh, uh, whenever there's a, what, a flu outbreak or, 
or there's an outbreak of a cold, a common cold, are we going to lock ourselves in, inside our homes and wear a moon suit? I mean, where does it end? It ends with you getting the vaccine so that this virus doesn't keep replicating and creating variants that we need to find ways to combat. The whole reason really? this is happening is because people won't protect themselves, Tony. I mean, what are you thinking? Then why did you leave your house when, when you had COVID? I mean, you had it and you left your house. I mean, it's been documented. First right? of all, so it has been documented. My ass, it's been documented. I quarantined. Why, why I went out. It? My wife got accosted by somebody. I don't know, man. You're and I, I know you don't know. So I'm trying to help you. The science is clear, Tony. Trying to help me. I'm I don't want you, you to get sick the way I was the sick. The science is clear. Oh, you care about me all of a sudden, huh? Enough to have you on the show because I don't like people uh, making bad decisions for themselves and their family. I was hoping it was a little bit of a stunt. Oh. You have the freedom not to take the vaccine. Well, I just don't ask, know why you think it's a good move. Maybe uh, Maybe we should ask your brother about protecting people, right? I hey, mean, look, that's his job. Uh, and if he doesn't you know, do it well, whole, people won't vote whole, for him. That's a whole new can of worms. But don't, look, Tony, look, I don't Listen, know if you know me too well. My, I don't shy away my from stand much. is not I'm a political you about stand. You. Yeah, good. I appreciate that, too, because I know you talk a lot. So, so my, my stance here is a pro-freedom stand only. It's not political. You're never going to... If you come down here, you're not going to see a Trump flag flying mm -hmm. over the roof, okay? You're not going to see campaign signs. You're not going to see campaign slogans or political slogans ever, okay? Mm -hmm. You're only going to see pro-freedom messages, and that's it. Um, and you're not going to drag me down the hole talking about the science. It's, this is not about whether I'm pro-vaccine or not. I'm pro-freedom, anti-tyranny, okay? And, uh, you know, may maybe the conversation should really be between me and your brother. That, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe so. You're pro-freedom, but people can't wear masks. Tony, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. I gave you a chance to make the case. I wish you well. I hope your family stays safe. I made my case. You didn't have much to say. You didn't have much to say. I mean, so I honestly, you it. sound like an idiot, so there's not much to say. But, Tony, good luck with it. See you. And so do you. Yeah. I, so I, you. Only for having you on the show. That was my only mistake. Look, it's just stupid. I'm pro-freedom. I'm not anti. It's not about the vaccine. It's about freedom. The hell is he talking about? Of course, you have the freedom not to take it. The question is, is it a good move? He doesn't know the science. He doesn't want to know the science. This is my problem with the enablers of guys like this. I hate that he's Italian-American, by the way, because it plays into his stereotype. Look, this suggestion that somehow there is a strength in the resistance to the science, to the mandate, to being told, you don't tell me, I'll do... It just doesn't make any sense. It is such a false sense of strength. It is such a stupid, ethnic, stereotype, masculine, moronic thing to be. You want to talk about my brother? Fine. Fine. I back away from nothing. I just can't cover it because it doesn't make any sense. You'd never believe me anyway. But guys like this, I was hoping it was a stunt. It's not. Joke's on me. But I'll tell you what. Don't be like him. We'll be right back. The news this week should make one thing clear, I hope. Pain is pain. There is no mental or physical health. There's just health. That's why we need to be clear about what's happening in Tokyo. The greatest gymnast we have ever seen is not healthy enough to compete, whether as a member of a team or as an individual. That sucks for her because she was about to establish something I believe that nobody may have ever equaled and would have been amazing for our country. But she's hurting. 
head, heel, heart, hamstring. What difference does it make? It's all health. It's all hurt. It's all about pain and what you can handle and still perform. She showed that even though we've seen her fly, of course she's still human. They all are. The Olympics serve as a reflection of the moment. This one is shining a bright light on the need to deal with the reality that we all live. Body health, mind health, emotional health, it all plays the same role, deserves the same respect. Do we say someone has a leg health or kidney health issue? And why say mental health? Like it's something separate from the body, stigma. Stigma that we all know is wrong from our own lives. You or someone you care about has a health issue involving their mind and their emotions. Like Tony, that boob I just had on the show. No medicine for that. It's a glaring reality. And now we can own it. And Biles has been a gift in that way. It's the torch that Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, was carrying before she ever lit the cauldron. It's the same point Dominique Dawes was making on this show when sprinter Shikari Richardson was left off the U.S. team. Remember this? These athletes are human, and you've got to recognize that um, they are going to be affected greatly uh, by the questions that you ask, and it really brings light to um, mental issues and not just something that someone is possibly born with, but when they're going through a tragedy in their life and how they respond to it, and that's something that we should address. Brilliant. Pain is pain. World watched every moves Biles made up to these games. Stress, pressure, anxiety. Cameras waiting at the airport. Arrival in Tokyo. But you weren't listening to her, were you? On Instagram, when she talked of feeling the, quote, weight of the world on her shoulders, when she told the New York Times the happiest moment of her legendary career was her time off. Yet notice who it is that's rushing to call her a quitter or selfish. Same voices on the right that want to play on the frustration we all feel about needing to put a mask back on. When they have done more to prolong the pandemic than anyone, and now they want to extend a sigma and shame on them. I guarantee you them and their own family, people they love about, they suffer. They're the same ones who would belittle the wounds that are still carried by Capitol Police officers. Suck it up. No, they need to shut up. They want you to believe the pain of January 6th ended when the terrorists went home. Hear the truth for yourself. I've been left with the psychological trauma and the emotional anxiety of having survived such a horrific event. And my children continue to deal with the trauma of nearly losing their dad that day. Pain is pain. And let me tell you something. It is strength to admit it. We marvel at athletes who take the field despite injury. Remember Kirk Gibson in the 88 World Series? Willis Reed in the 1970 NBA Finals? Carrie Strug, remember her? You know what she did when she heard about Biles? Supported her. Why? Because pain is pain. And I'll tell you what, it's easier to work with a hurt joint or limb than it is a hurt head and heart where everything is telling you that you can't go on. Because remember what gets you through the physical is the emotional and the mental. Mind over matter. What about when the mind's not straight? Injuries can incapacitate. And if you're battling bad things, you're going to have bad outcomes. Mind, body, it's all connected. All the hurt, the pain is real and deserves respect. And that is a gift that Biles gave us that's bigger than any gold medal. We'll be right back with the handoff. Thanks for watching. Don Lemon tonight with its big star, D. Lemon, starts now. How's it going, sir? Peachy. <laughs> 
I still am flummoxed by um, the misinformation over the vaccine, people refusing uh, to get vaccinated and also refusing to wear masks. Um, every day, it seems like it gets worse. And I don't mean that. I'm talking about the people who are dying, who are actually coming down with, especially the children. If you saw Martin Savage's report today, yeah. just, I mean, heartbreaking. People uh, who we're seeing with significant cases and hospitalizations are getting younger. Um, part of the metric here is ignorance, but part of it is also arrogance, this misplaced sense of righteous indignation uh, and resistance that they believe is a false manifestation of freedom. Uh, mm -hmm. This is not an issue of freedom. Of course, you have the freedom to make choices about your own body. Let's put to the side the irony that so many of these people don't want to afford that freedom to women. But what we're saying is, does it mean it's the right choice? And these suggestions, uh, I think the vaccine is safe, but you have the freedom not to take it. Uh, but I don't know that the science lines up. But I don't know why they're changing the guidance. These suggestions fuel resistance, and I think it's a mistake. You, you know what we don't talk about? And maybe you've talked about it on, on your radio show, and maybe, or maybe you've talked about it on your show before. I don't get to see every second because I'm actually trying to get in, you know, in the seat and, and get ready for mine. But just the, the, the effect that it has, the toll that it takes on hospitals, taking up space in hospitals, people who are coming in now, uh, the cost, the medical bills that people are getting, much of it going unpaid, the uninsured um, putting, taking a toll on the medical system. There, there are lots of things that we don't talk about or people that people don't consider when they are vaccine resistant or vaccine hesitant, when they just don't get the vaccine. There are lots of factors, more than just it's my body and it's my freedom. I can do what I want. Well, look, and again, I think that my body, my freedom. OK, but I think that what we're seeing here is a little bit. First of all, you're right. All right. In terms of the the strain on the system, it's very real. And that's why uh, so many leaders right now are freaking out and trying to get resources into hospitals before we go through the same cycle of being overwhelmed that they will before. But you also have vaccine gaps. Uh, within medical staff. You know, people, the unvaccinated aren't just, you know, outside the medical world. They're in the medical world. They are. They uh, because are. a lot of them are, you know, have political feelings as well. And that's my concern. And that's why mm -hmm. I'm having members of the right on to be reasonable and tell mm -hmm. your people there is no advantage in resisting as some show of defiance. If you don't want to take it because fill in the blank, your doctor, your family, your history, whatever, but as an as a, you know, a going like this to the government uh, or giving the bird to people in power, you don't get to control me. That's a problem. And yeah. I think it's being fed by people on the right. And that's a problem. Yeah. Well, you know, a problem that we're going to deal with and that our time is going to be short is the treatment some of these guys are getting all of them really after their testimony. I have this gentleman right here, this hero who's going to join me in just seconds. Um, ah, there he is, Officer, Officer Harry Dunn. Dunn. Yeah, to talk about his experience testifying uh, and his experience since first interview since yesterday. I want to tell you something uh, and let I don't know if, if uh, the officer can hear me. Uh, he really got through to my kids uh, generationally. He broke through multiple generations of my family, my mm -hmm. mom, me and the wife, but my kids in terms of the pain of how he was approached and how he was spoken to, and that the uniform had always been insulation from that kind of animus, but not on that day. Not on that day. And yeah. what that meant to a big, listen, Dunn checks, I don't know if you can hear me, but he checks every box of tough that there is that we have, right? You should see the, you should see the picture of him standing next. He's a big dude. 
And but look, yeah, and, and what does guy. it take? And what does it take to to yeah. talk about pain and vulnerability and sensitivity? Yeah. Strength. So yeah. God bless him for the message that he gave. Yeah, you want to respond? Thank you, thank you, Chris. I appreciate those words. Uh, thank you. That's all I got. Appreciate you. Don't yeah. beg me. Thank you for keeping our capital safe. Thank you for protecting people, and thank you for showing restraint. It's yeah. my job. Towards, towards the people who are coming after you. You know, That's I had so a funny. lawmaker last night who said, hey, I think if I had had a gun, I would have done pretty well against them. I don't know what the yeah. rules of engagement were. That's stupid thinking. That's why that guy doesn't wear the uniform. Uh, you showed restraint and you showed mercy towards people who weren't showing it towards you. And that's why you're the best of us. We had a conversation earlier. I actually had dinner with him and I was talking about restraint because he wants to respond to everyone. And I told him, take the high road. Don't even read it. Don't respond to that. He's, he's better than that. So I'm glad you're giving, uh, you're saying the same thing to him. Thank you, Chris. I'm going to get well, to one this second, interview. One second, one second, one second. Yeah. Who picked up the check? Put Dunn back on. Dunn? Who picked up the check? Tell him. Not him. There it is. Oh! There it oh! is. Tell the truth. Who picked up the nope. check? He, yeah, of, co- of course he did. Of course he did. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Actually, the boss picked up the check. Love you, D. Lemon. Thank you. I love can't you, too. I'll see you later. Thank you very much. Thank you. This- Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.